This is episode one of the Hack the Class podcast. I'm here today with Mark Lewis and Vetus. I'm going to get him to explain his real name because I can't pronounce it. Yeah, I will explain my real name. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am Vitotas Veselauskas. Uh, I am an artist uh, recently graduated from Coventry University Fine Art and Illustration course. And today we're going to be discussing the Phoenix Interactive project that you worked on. Yes, I've been working with these guys since 2017, November. So a bit of background, Phoenix Interactive is a simulated game design studio comprising mainly of undergraduate and postgraduate students, but also supported by a select leadership team of academic staff. Using industry standard methods, the studio fosters the acquisition of new skills and work experience through supporting students and their learning outcomes within their respective courses. In return for working on these game design projects, students gain skills and knowledge designed to enhance their employability. Obtaining valuable experience, working part of a team, working to tight deadlines and taking responsibility for project objectives. Additionally, students gather work that can be included in their portfolios, uh, with the potential of having their name and work associated with commercially released products. In the spirit of frugal innovation, we used existing spaces within our own innovation lab, where we work in the DMLL. And we hosted weekly design meetings, which enabled us to guide the student design teams in their progress. They helped us critique their work, provide insights into new processes and techniques that they could use, and support their journey through group and individual tutorials. Other than the obvious staff time, uh, our budget was effectively zero. We repurposed project briefs and example design materials and leveraged our institution's suite of apps through Office 365 um, and that enabled us to meet the needs of the pilot project. The idea behind this podcast series is effectively to highlight these different frugal education practices that we've used here in our lab and across our university. That gives us the opportunity to spread that message to a wider audience and also create tools and materials that others can use to recreate the same concept or use as inspiration for their own frugal educational innovations. Mark, can you tell us a bit about the project? So I work on Crowd for Roads, which is an EU Horizons 2020 project. Uh, it's led by the University of Urbino in Italy. And here at Coventry University, we're in charge of gamifying the application Smart Road Sense. The application measures variances in road surface using accelerometers and GPS systems, which are found on a mobile device. It then uploads, we gather data to a server, and the data it's gathered can be viewed on a map or downloaded for free. Now obviously, the gamification of any app requires a lot of resource, so artwork, audio, etc. And this led us to the concept of bringing students on board to work within the project and maybe teaching them a bit about the games industry whilst they work with us. Uh, so we approached the Faculty of Arts and Humanities uh, with the view of recruiting a group of students to make art assets for the game. Uh, so the games environment and the front end, for example. And I then met with around 100 students, which was quite a square, scary experience, to be honest and gave them uh, a pitch. At the end of this, I gave them my email address and asked them to contact me if they had any interest in the game. And the upshot of this was that we ended up with around eight students who were willing to work with us on the project, and one of those was Vitalitas. 
So one thing we wanted to ask you is what, what was your initial reaction to the project? Now, we obviously came into the class, tried to recruit for students to take part. So really, we, just for, even for our own amu- uh, amusement, our own mm-hmm. insight, what exactly did you think at the time? How did you react to that? And what made you take part? Well, um, back in, that, in those days, I was just looking for some something to do some something more to do and that would be connected to art even though i was uh in the art course in an art in an art course but but um i wanted something more to do and uh when this opportunity came uh when mark appeared and uh asked for volunteers i was just yeah let's do it i, I just want to work on something and so i joined so that's i guess is a pretty boring reason i wasn't like yeah this is my this is my big chance or something i just wanted i want to do something that was my thought so let's do it so something that would support your career proje- like sort of progress perhaps not even that because my career progress is so unfocused and i just i like many things in art so this was kind of just i want to do something basically that was my the purest form of the thought i want to do something and uh, let's see where it takes me yeah so you said yes to taking part, and from that point we sort of brought everyone in to, to the project. Right, yeah. Well, about the, when I learned what the project is, uh, what I thought was, uh, yes, this seems, this seems great, uh, working a team. Still, of course, the most pervasive thought was just like, yes, I'm, I'm doing something. It doesn't matter what it is, I'm just doing something. I don't know if I was bored or something, but... Um, just wanted uh, to create art basically uh, and uh, then I didn't know what to expect and um, after uh, a year and a half of well a year and a, a little bit and a couple of months working with the team I I uh, now I could speak that it was a good choice of mine to do it and experienced a lot and uh, yeah I think it's interesting you just I know you say like oh it doesn't seem like a reason to take mm-hmm. part it is because Obviously, you're already on a course, and mm-hmm. that course is teaching you the things you need to be involved in that industry. But you still seem to feel as if there was something you wanted to do on top of the work you were already doing. Was uh, there a need? Was there something that you felt you wanted to fill? Yes, basically. Well, uh, yeah, because I always... Um, this Coventry Uni is my second university, my second bachelor's degree. In first uni, I was always afraid of taking on more work alongside my my course, my main things, and uh, because I thought I would never finish those main things in my course, and uh, this time around, I I was very confident in my skills and confident I can do it, and I just wanted more a bigger workload on myself, and just more things to do. Yeah, uh, it's just more it's, challenge. It's more challenge. Yeah, I wanted a, a more challenge, a bigger challenge to myself, and. Um, yeah, that's very. I know it's pretty boring and basic, but that's what what went through my head. Uh, just uh, it's not boring. It's actually quite interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So thank you. But yeah. Uh, Sorry, he keeps scratching his arm because he's had a new <laughs> I tattoo. I want to burp, and my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry guys. But, I'm, but I'm consummate professional that I am, I'm right. doing neither of this. <laughs> not burping. Well, thank and you very much. All I can hear is you going. Shh, yeah, shh. that's not that bad. That's not as bad <laughs> as burping. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> but yeah, had a new tattoo and it's very, very itchy. Okay then. Right. So, back on track. That being said, what drew you to the project? Okay, to the whole project. <laughs> like in the big, 
while he was recruiting, while he was to- giving his speech or so something? So when I came over came and over. I showed the slides right, and presented right. in about five minutes and right. then ran out. Uh, I thought that it looked pretty, uh, I don't know, uh, boring. And I wanted the challenge maybe as well to just go in and see what I can do for it. That's um, why I re- tried to recruit people because yeah. it did look boring. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I needed your the, the expertise and skill that, that you guys actually brought to it. Yeah, I, to make it into something that didn't look. That's look a really boring. that's a really interesting way to pitch it. Not that hey, here's a really exciting thing to get involved with. It was more like this I is, need you. Yeah, this is quite mundane. We need a, a fresh look at this, something to give it a bit more life, a bit well, more. Well, we excitement. needed artistry. Yeah, and I'm not an artist. I'm a games designer. Yeah. Uh, neither of us are artists. We have pretensions of being artists on occasion, but we're not artists. And the students, you know, they they may not class themselves as artists, but they are. And we have some really good students, student artists in this this university. Yeah. Shockingly, so. I don't think the game would have had the look and that kind of exciting and fun vibe if it hadn't have been for no creativity because you guys came up with well we the first thing that we did is to look at style guides and mood boards and come up with a a style and look for the game but that was entirely you guys i mean i i said i'd like to see it looking like this and you guys went away and said well we've looked at it and we we think it should look like this or maybe this there was probably several different versions of how it could have looked yeah there were many everyone brought their own thoughts into the project and how it could look should look and from there we kind of built something uh from all of taking piece by piece from different people's perspectives and building something new from it so from that kind of frugal innovation sort of aspect of it we didn't come in with any huge amount of resources for you to look through Mm -hmm. we didn't come with any specific tasks other than this is your brief Mm -hmm. you have creative freedom now that was by design so that we got to see what you guys came up with but from a sort of administrative perspective it meant that we didn't have a huge overhead to put put a load of stuff together in order to get you into the room and effectively perform as educators to to get you to a certain level it was more a case of saying here's here's a start you go and run with this you are going to be self-organized and we want you to go away and come back with your great ideas and then we wanted to ideally craft them and, and like kind of direct them in the best direction they could go in right now i'm thinking like so what's the maybe the difference between a tutor and uh, and you guys in this regard in this sense like they also like in universities mainly in high schools they teach you stuff you have to do homework and stuff like that but in university they come in basically okay this is your brief give, give us uh g- give us what you got you come back with something so it's very similar to that so i guess uh, you could be easily in the future integratable as well into the class framework well our aim was to try and teach you something about the process <coughs> and for that to happen you guys had to be in charge um i mean it may have appeared to you guys that alex and i were running the show but in reality you guys were because alex and i just reacted to what you did and put our knowledge on top of that to help guide you in specific directions um so in that respect it's very much your project rather than alex and my project yes absolutely uh i the definite one of the biggest things i can uh, bring uh, take away from this project and the whole dmll and phoenix interactive is that 
for students that are brought in, there's definitely lots of creative freedom to do what they want. Really, really. And that was challenging, but at the same time, very, very fun and exciting. Yeah, it was great to do it that way around and then try and hone that in a little bit, which, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which created its own friction. So you had the creative freedom and then it's like, right, now we need to constrain it down to what the brief requires. And then it, that felt for me from an outsider looking in to what you guys do every day in your course, mm. that looked very much like that was the challenge to say, oh, I'm used to just doing whatever I want to do. Now we're saying, right, you three have got to put your stuff together and you've got to find a way for that to work. That's your job, not ours. That was kind of intriguing because at the start, you guys were very much a disparate group of people. And... Uh, when we, we we originally divided you into two teams, so a, the UI team and an environment team, um, we put somebody in charge of each of those teams and sent you off. Um, at one point, it was kind of like, can these guys work together? Um, but somehow you managed to pull it off. Right. And at the end of the project, it was very much a cohesive team. It was, it was we actually sat and watched you grow as a group of people, which yeah. was particularly good for Alex and myself because yeah. it meant that we've been successful I think yeah definitely oh, felt yeah. like a family felt like you oh, guys yeah. had, had bonded in a way that didn't look like normal group work yeah, could you talk a bit more about that because so it felt like there was a real family dynamic right. in the team by the end of the project uh, to almost to the point where it was hard to separate you guys you were working together towards your degree show you were also working together towards your installation for Phoenix Interactive. Um, well, for the project, the uh, yeah. Smart Road Sense game. From my perspective is that you started out as a group of, of people who didn't know each other. You came together in Phoenix Interactive. You worked hard together. And at the end of it, Alex and I saw a group of people putting um, final major projects together and helping each other out left, right and centre if one person had a problem one of you would dive in and help them and that was intriguing because it was an outcome that we never exactly thought would ever happen we didn't even consider it it was not a consideration at all we never even thought it would go any further than the the room that we were in for the project but it seemed to sort of extend beyond that right right Uh, I I can say that yeah it was a family dysfunctional maybe a little bit but um, it was definitely a family I felt the family was not only us but you guys as well definitely you were in it as much as you were yeah it was uh, with you guys as well the family so at the very least at the very basic level in the beginning I did not know the people that volunteered even though it was my third year at Coventry Uni most of them were from illustration part of the course and I was possibly the only one from fine art and illustration let's say having a foot both in fine art and illustration, they were more from illustration animation, I guess. I guess yeah. you can say that. Or graphics, illustration graphics. I think it was a combination of those yeah. two. Yeah, so I really didn't know them. They knew each other much more. So I, maybe I felt more of an outsider than they did to each other. But after a while, of course, we started talking. We became friends, and we still are. And uh, we were shooting ideas off each other and creating something. To, well, the whole aspect of we have to create this together, this look these environments and 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 etc etc we work together by necessity and that just led to being closer in in real life well that the work was real life as well 
So, yeah. Well, another aspect of that is <coughs> that um, you guys were coming in and telling us that uh, you're using the project as your your downtime, your switch off time from uh, university work. Um, I don't know. Is there anything you can elaborate on about that? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, as this was work, volunteering doesn't matter. It was work, and we liked doing it. We also, I I forgot if it was elaborated, but it there was a split. There was eight people as volunteers, and there was a s- split into two groups. One was UI group, and another was the environment group. So I was put into the environment group, and f- for me, well, in the very beginning, I learned a lot just from my personal experience. I I'm very stubborn, and it was very difficult yep, for me. Yeah for me to adjust um even adjust to someone else's style or or be very team like minded but i grew i think i grew and uh, through this project and later on l- later down uh, later in the project we would get together i think that's for us where the magic started to show itself because a lot of the time in courses they want their students to work together in a group and even though they have to like that's uh, everybody's fighting against that then nobody wants to be in that group and yet here you are in a voluntary project and now you're going away and proactively meeting up outside of the the design meetings doing work coming back as a group and showing that and working co coherently as a team that that doesn't usually i'm not obviously i'm sort of blanket making a, an assumption mm-hmm. here but most of the time people don't say that group work in their courses are as anywhere near that engaging I, I guess so yeah I had I have been in some group uh, uh, groups uh, during my course where we had to work together and it was very difficult I, I always kind of feel like I take a, a little bit of a position of gathering everyone together or a managerial position just a little bit just to, I see that Oh, that guy is lazy. That girl is you know, not doing her work. So I basically take up on myself to just okay, you have to do it. You just come on and do it. Just automatically. I don't know in my genes. You can call it anything you want. But with this group, it was it wasn't like that. It was more uh, that maybe you you guys took care of that part for me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I focused on the artwork, but um, I looked and talked to. The, uh, I guess as because it was volunteering. Because the basic concept of that, we went there not wanting to do it. And maybe in, in courses, when you get put in groups and get something, a brief, you don't want to do it. So it was um, more about you were proactively going to do something because you wanted to. Yes, yes. You had a than, choice. Yeah, rather yeah, it than was you, a, were, you were forced. You were told exactly. you've got to do this project and here are your partners on this project. Yeah, yeah. And here it was people that actually answered the call of the the call of Mark. <laughs> and uh, for the listeners, that's Mark's call. Ooh. That's Mark's call. <laughs> he went into the cl- cl- lecture uh, room and just did that. I and then it was like, learned it from uh, Grand Theft Auto Five a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we said yes. <laughs> so I mean, that was that the was that the main difference? Because yes, that's what normal group works like. This this was voluntary. And yet it worked. Was it was that the main factor? Was it just that it was your choice, and you were you were you felt empowered to make it yourself? I'd say that this is how a normal w- group should work, and not how it works. And it's not normal how so it what, works in, so in the courses. What was different about the group? Yeah, I'd there. say that people, 
it was still random how our how the volunteers came together but it was still volunteering they we we chose everyone had their reasons my reason was i want to do more work i want to do something more and i don't know what their reasons were maybe they were more career orientated like more focused yeah. than mine and, and that's what brought together still the the main focus of let's do something more with our time that is that will be art orientated and hopefully get something out of it and in in the class room when you get put in the groups there's no such focus at all there's something else there's something oh no i have to work with these guys and i look that and maybe you'll get one or two friends in that group and you'll just basically talk to them and i guess yeah for me i can come back to because i wasn't slightly an outsider from the fine art and illustration part of thing part of the courses is that i had to form a relationship with them and i wanted to because I, i i cared about the project because it was very free creatively so i invested more of my mind in it my resources uh thus making it more um you know important to me and i wanted to pursue it and i did you know cool so on a different note mm-hmm. as like i said we came into it we didn't really provide you with any formal sort of training as part of the project it was more a case of you guys go away and do your thing you come back and then we would re- we were very much reactionary whatever you came in with your questions your your the feedback we gave you was very much based on what you did so mm-hmm. um how how did that how did that feel from you what was the how did do you get value from it what did the value feel like the reason i mention it is because mm-hmm. in a lot of courses the students are saying you know what are we getting so we're, we're coming to this this class this module what are you going to teach us what are we going to learn whereas obviously with us we weren't we didn't say we were going to teach you anything it was an experience we are you obviously were going to learn along the way um did did that work for you did you find value from it did you find that there was any anything that you gained that was different to what you would normally get from a course yeah i think absolutely i think it's the reframing of the of the thing in 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 you pay for the for university and you go in and you do something there it's just kind of kind of detached a little bit or something and with and it's uh, with uh, with you guys was reframed into uh uh i come in there's nothing to teach me i just show you what i got and you critique it and everyone critiques it say what they like what they don't like and that was the best part just like i'll try just not like full on <laughs> dragging through the mud but just a critique do this next time or continue doing this good bad that was the best part it was it was great it was real life learning honest, different honesty is that a good word yeah yeah definitely definitely honesty uh but, well you can't say tutors are not honest like you're right there i guess you can't can you yeah but it's um, it's different in a different but you said real life learning that, yeah. yeah that i want to kind of okay expand on Zone that because that. that's great that's mm. that's what we want that's that's the thing we were trying to get to yeah the real life learning yeah. part of it it so. felt like like you guys wanted it what felt like real life it felt like uh uh we're working on something real as well that was another thing it yeah. was a real game that you're trying to put out there working with some company in, in Italy sorry I forgot the name or the university the university of ibino ibino there we go so it was a real thing and it was that's much different 
than what you can usually get in courses. Though I have to say, just for country unit's sake and the, this course that I did, finance administration, I really liked the course. It, they, 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 because they did some, some a, a lot of projects that were real life. Like I had to do a Kickstarter and I just had to put it out there. And it was very important to me once again because it was all me with some input from the tutors. So I can relate this to that. But yeah, when you get something real life and with real consequences, let's say, not that there are very huge consequences, oh, you failed, well, that's it, move on. But that's maybe that's what real life is, that's what it is. Oh, you failed, well, just pick up your, pick yourself up and move on and do something else. So with this, with the work I did with you guys was that, just real life, real critique, uh, real work, I guess. It's it's difficult to for me to say anything else, I think. Uh, one of our aims, which was to try and teach you about the real world, you, f you felt that that actually happened? You actually did learn stuff about working within confines, like uh, you would be in a normal everyday job? Absolutely. The deadlines, first of all. W w of course, you have deadlines many in many other things, but it, this felt different. This felt because I have to just go back to that, the creative freedom. that it, It's a big, big uh, uh, reframing thing that just works. It puts your mind in a different uh, state. Uh, I cared more about those deadlines than than other deadlines in uni. It felt they felt more real and and more important to me. It's, it's fascinating to hear because your deadlines couldn't be more important to you. Yeah. And yet, the deadlines for a project that is effectively external to your course mm. felt more vital. Yeah. Why? Why was that? Can, is there any way that I can, you can see explain why you would say it? But it's 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 interesting that you would prioritize that. After doing my first uni in Lithuania and now coming, I, I was desensitized to the whole learning process. I hated it. It was architecture. And in the first few years, it was okay. But then the whole way the studies were presented, I guess, kind of put me off by a big, big way. In a big way, put me off. Then a few years down the line, I decided that I want to fully pursue art. So I decided to come to country uni. But this, and this was my decision. Not like with the first uni where just my mother pushed me into it because I didn't know what I want. But now I wanted what I, I knew what I wanted, so I chose this uni. I chose this course, and I thought it would be the best for me. And I came with the sole mission to learn, to get some knowledge, not to get good grades and a degree. I wanted to get some knowledge, and that was once again the reframing strategy that I used, and it worked out very well. I don't, I didn't care about my deadlines in in the courses or what I would get in the score department uh, because that's not what I'm there for. I was there for knowledge and the knowledge comes from the journey, not the end. So, and with you guys, it was a different kind of knowledge that I didn't expect when coming to this uni. You, the, this opportunity presented to me and I was like, okay, let's do it. And now looking back, that thought of, oh, let's do it, that's, it it's very good that I took, took it up because I, I learned a lot. And it was something unexpected that I didn't expect from coming to this uni. I thought it would be still courses and I'll get some knowledge, hopefully, and I gain much more than I expected. You, would it be the sort of thing you would recommend other students to take part in? Absolutely, definitely. It, uh, I wish this was part of the course. Really? Yes, I wish this was implemented into the course. Hopefully it wouldn't lose the same, this flair that it already has. Uh, hopefully it would be integrated in a way that still feels like real world, 
So hopefully the students could make something real that would be put out there. Okay, at the beginning of the course, the brief would say, we're making a video game and it's going to be on iOS, uh, Apple Store or uh, Android Store. It's going to be there. So do your best or something. I don't know. Hmm. The re- This frame is very important, I think. To get it made it feel like Real. there was a reason for doing it. Real, yeah, because the best projects in my course were the ones that were real-life projects. Like yeah. Kickstarter, like, well, there was one, like, create a, create a uh, social movement. That wasn't my jam. It, even though it was kind of real-life, at the same time, I don't want to rebel against anything. I don't have that kind of rebellion in me against just be a rebellion right now. Do a rebellion. Do a social movement. Yeah, it feels forced. It was forced. Yeah. It was forced. And once again, with this thing, with you guys, it was a volunteering thing. Yeah. The frame is very important. And hopefully if you do try to... Hopefully this is implemented in the future as a as a course thing. I think it and will the, be... And the... Uh, sorry. And the the degrees that you get after... Not degrees. The, the scores, whatever, that you get after your course wouldn't be important to people well it, it should be but i get but i'm now come from a more pessimistic point of view uh that they are not important at all and what's important is the knowledge that you get and your diploma is not going to get you in the maybe in some in art let's say just art maybe in some other business school or something the diploma can get you into work space instantly but that's going to be a 95 job and boring sorry oh i think 95ers i think that's a good point though because I think so, our students maybe come to courses thinking, I just need to get the grades and then I can get the job. Yeah, the I problem so. with that thinking is, yes, you get the grades, you get the job, and then as soon as you start... It's and, completely different. Yeah, <laughs> and they ask yeah. you to do things that you've learned and yeah. you, you have yeah. down on your CV, but really, do do you fully understand them? Do you, have you, are you, Did you engage with them? Are they embedded in your sort of skill set? Mm. Or, or did you just kind of tick the boxes to get those grades right, so you're yeah. talking very much about the grade is is a secondary thing to very. the value you get from it yeah very, very which secondary. i think will will hold you in good stead for the future mm-hmm. because yes soon but as soon as you get that first job it doesn't really matter about your degree Not because next time you go anywhere else they're going to look at where you were last yeah. time and what you did and what skills you have yeah and so uh, I think that's a good way to think about it the, yeah another thing this is this you, you could call this this was like an internship basically a little bit just yeah. a, slightly and you got that experience and now you can come to a job and yeah i had a year experience in making games and not just like i just fresh out of uni with no experience uh, yeah it was that additional thing that i didn't just uh touch before but yeah you got the experience and now you're you know how it works on a team even if it was a small team, it it was still more real, and what would happen in real life, in real, in, at a real job, at a real company, making games. What about you, Mark? What are you? How did you feel about it? What are, What are your sort of takeaways? I'm just really proud of it. Um, I'm very proud of the students. We, we took about. a bunch of students who didn't know each other and didn't know anything about the industry. Um, We've had some great success with um, the guys after they left university, after they graduated. Um, I hope that we taught them something about life, that, uh, let alone the work environment. And I think we did. I think we succeeded there. Yeah. I would, it's worth mentioning that Vetus has, in fact, been part of the DMLL since then. So after, while a student and after graduating, he's been involved in further external projects, um, which has been it's been incredible because the the quality of works are outstanding it's been really valuable to the projects but also 
it's great to be able to give you more experience and and add extra line items to that CV yeah. that w- hopefully will help push you know push you into your next yeah. career move and uh, we want to work with you as much as we can. Yeah, 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 it was great. It is, and it was great working with you guys. And uh, I, what you can, like, I can tell the people listening is if you're just thinking you you can't put in let's say more work into your life or you don't have time because you have to watch that youtube video or play that video game you have time for even for that youtube video and stuff and more work don't don't worry take any opportunity you get uh even with that mindset i just well it was just me i want to do more work but just take any opportunity coming to you you don't know where it can lead and this led me to more to a paid job this led me to a paid job at the dmml uh this led me to understand myself more, to understand understand my artwork more, my my whole work more, my ethic, how I do it, my methods, my modus operandi, if you may. And I'm very glad I did. It pushed me into new styles. It pushed me uh, to be faster. Just it's so much knowledge and experience. It's hard to quantify. Fantastic. And you also learned how to use Illustrator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the beginning, I was very adamant against it, and I just thought. Let's do it. <laughs> you became really proficient at it. It really shocked me that <laughs> one day you were like, I'm not using this. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is okay. I'll do this. And then it was like, well, this is great. And, yeah. Best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like. And then you got an, an iPad. Right. Am I allowed yeah. to mention product names? Uh, I don't uh, know. Uh, 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 other tablets are. We're not right, sponsored yeah. by <laughs> Apple. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was also another reframe you just have to reframe yourself what you're doing if you don't like it just kind of try it before you bashed or something like that don't it's difficult i know and i didn't really didn't want to use illustrator but then i was like okay let's let's try this could maybe there's some value Suck in it, it. oh we were yeah. we really i mean we were really enjoying this because you were like Nah, that's not my bag. <laughs> we don't want anything to do to with it. So we were like, right. yeah, yeah, because we were like, this, this is okay. You tell me now. What, yeah, this was this is it. This is perfect. These are industry standard things, mm-hmm. and these are industry practices. And we were like, well, if he wants to get anywhere, he's gonna have to engage in this. He's gonna have to at yeah. some point adopt it. Wait, so we, we were had, like, where do you come in? It's like this is rubbish. I'm not using this. I'm using Photoshop. Oh, yeah. that's my accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. try on, try Oh, but that, that wasn't you then. That was Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, Alex. And you know, we were like, Very well, funny, if, comrade. If you can't, if you can't use it, you know, we need it using this software. We need mm. you to mm-hmm, use the software. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of the realization in your face that you had to at least try it. I think it happened at home. I think you didn't see it. there is realization on my face in in in, in the meeting. I think so it was fight or, or flight. We were like, next week oh. he's going. He's either going to come in yep. and be stubborn and be like, no, this is just me, or you're going to engage in it. And, really? and great to see that you came in and said, you know what? I've sat down. I've got into it. I know how it works. I'm starting to get my head around it. I really like it. And then after that, you, we never heard. You complain about it again, and you just went off and. and so you manipulated me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. We we, we just reversal made, psychology. We just reversal. said like you know you're going to have to use it. So yeah, you know are you are you going to adapt to to do that? Uh, we didn't sort of demand it, but no, you definitely had a choice. It was just a necessity. Uh, companies use specific sets of software, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's usually the one piece of software which is geared the best to what the outcome is that they desire. 
and Illustrator, we'd all decided that we were going for a certain style. We were using vector graphics. Mm -hmm. Illustrator uses vector graphics. Mm -hmm. It's probably the industry standard for vector graphics. And it was just funny to see you pushing back and, you know, oh, I'm going to use Photoshop. And then, yeah, no and then suddenly embrace Illustrator. Um, it was it was funny to watch, but it was it was also rather pleasing to see the mm. end result. Yeah, I think, I think, my care, my uh, that I cared about the project a lot, even in the beginning, because it was creative free, like I mentioned before, millions of times. That led led me to okay, I have to do this because I want to do it. I want to produce work for this project and I don't want to be just out I want to do it so I'll just take take the software up uh, so did, you, did you up. feel like we were taking you out of your comfort zone then uh, this whole past year it was I grew a lot with you guys I, I even in the past couple of months I was still being very adamant at least for the first five seconds after being uh, introduced to a new uh, concept or or like a new addition ad, uh, of my of the work I did, I was still like, no, 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 I, I will not do this. I will not accept this. But then it just made me reflect on myself. No, why, why, why am I doing this? If, if I agree to it right after, just, just okay, you have an open mind. Maybe you, you do need this editing. Uh, maybe this, w and also, of course you do because the project requires that and, uh, uh, and so forth, you know. So I grew a lot by just introspection and just, Go, going with the flow and not being principled about it, yeah. just losing your principles. And my this, I, think, I know exactly where you're coming from. I mm -hmm. think you and I are fairly similar in that respect, mm -hmm. but I've learned to hide it. Uh, I guess so. Because I often kick off, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. But then at the end of the yeah. day, when you yeah, think about it, you think yeah, and I'm trying to <laughs> cut, cut out that part where I just kick, kick off. I just I don't I, think I, you ever can. I think I did. Uh, I'm I'm pretty good. Not pretty good now. I'm le still I learning. I don't mean just you. I mean oh, in general. I in general, no. Yeah, but you can. I, I think you can. I think you can. If you, you always who you reframe are. it, you can, you can hide your behavior. You can adjust your behavior. I guess so. But we but we wear many masks, and uh, that is one mask. That you just know. Where does mm. it come from? Maybe some from childhood trauma. I don't mm. know. I, I do not know. We'll not get into this. But I think uh, looking at it a different way will help you. That maybe I do need some. Uh, uh, my work maybe needs to be cut down or, or my work needs to be edited uh, just accepting that that uncomfortable truth to yourself personally uncomfortable truth is the only thing don't be so precious about it and and also always remember that it might turn out even better than in the beginning if you just have another person or even if you can do it yourself that's i don't know best or or, or a bit worse than a, another person coming in and stepping in and telling you no this doesn't work you need to change it up a little bit and and usually just have to remember that that might be a good thing hmm. in the end uh, even better you might like it even better and i can give examples of this happening in real life like well dragon ball one of my favorite franchises out there uh, he akira toriyama has been always drawing what he was drawing the manga and but then he had an editor that just told him okay this won't do this villain is too weak make another one and he constantly was made to make new things and it turned out the way it turned out and it's great and i don't know if akira toriyama himself loves it but i i think he could attest to that sometimes it's it's a very good thing to have an editor or have someone else tell you um redo this or this yeah. doesn't work 
to get to get someone else's perspective. On yeah, yeah, exactly. Not you, because you're always as an artist, you're always in your head, and it's very difficult to get out of that uh, zone. Uh, so I, I am trying to just be more open-minded, and just you know maybe maybe always ask maybe why not maybe this could work. Yeah, for us as well, because yeah. uh, because mm-hmm. projects have deadlines. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. have specific specifications. Yeah, that's not a real thing that. I encountered that, which, yeah, which was we, great. We've gone through that quite, that quite a, a lot though, yeah. recently on um, Beaconing, which is a, another big project mm-hmm. within the, the yeah. disruptive media learning lab, um, where we had to uh, take a really hard stance uh, to finish the project out, and there was a lot of cuts that we had to make, uh, and it was I think it was quite difficult for you at, at the beginning of those cuts. In the beginning, yes, yes, I. Once again, I, in those days, which, which was just a month or two ago, I was still very much in, in the headspace of not open-minded and, and saying no immediately, but then still doing it at the end of the day. But then I, I think, Mark, you, you told me that you saw, you were pleased one day when I was like, in, in the morning before the meeting, I psyched myself up, okay, I'm going to be okay with the cuts, uh, it's going to be fine, just be open-minded. And I went in like with that mindset, and it was like, it was good, it was fine. It worked out. It it was a good place to learn that (laughs) lesson because when you go into work, if it's in a in a job where you're on a salary or whether you do freelance work, you're still going to be beholden to the client. Yeah. And if they turn around and say, "Yeah, your stuff's great, but we only we're going to cut sixty percent of it." Yeah. You you know, I think it's good to have that lesson to think it's not it's not about you. It's about what the project needs. Yeah. And there's that point where you you might want to perfect something, but perfection. A lot of the time is not what they're looking for, because if if they did that with every part, the budget would never yeah. would would be constant. That's the, the, the timelines would stretch, and and then it would never make it to production. Yeah, that's the real world real world consequence mm. that I was talking about. The budget, the that it's not gonna. We have to cut it if you're not gonna make this the way it needs to be made with cuts and everything, re-edited, remade, uh, into something more pl- uh, possible. It's gonna be cut, and I felt that I really don't want that. I want to push to the end and finish the finish it in any state that it can be. Doesn't matter anymore. But then, of course, while I started working on the let's say uh, the cuts, the edits, I fo- found possibilities, new possibilities there. Once again, made me realize, yeah, it's not bad. It's good. Just just be open-minded. And my my 2019 uh, resolution is lose old principles, those stubborn principles, and maybe even all of them. Maybe create a new principle. Just be open-minded to many, many things. Yeah, that's my resolution. I think. I think, I think that's a great, <laughs> a great point to end on there. Um, for the listeners, where can they find more of your work? Right. So I have an Instagram uh, account, which is at Vitotas Art. That is V Y T A U T A S Art, and I have a website, which is the same: www.vytautasart.com. You can find my work there, my portfolio, and just, if you want, say hi or uh, do business. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you for your time. No Cheers, problem. Mate. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Always. Ciao.